For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. This tiny verse is what I'm going to be tearing apart for the whole month. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. It surprised me that out of all that David was, David is a, is a mystery to me. A man that when God decided to come to the face of the earth, he decided to be called his son. Jesus was passing one day and a blind man said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. He stopped. Like someone was talking about his lineage. He stopped and was moved. God decided to be David's son when he was coming to the earth. David is unique. Sometimes when someone is attacked, there's something about them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Out of all the things that David was, I've never seen anyone like David. I went to Jerusalem, and some of you that have been privileged to be there, even if the place they showed you that was the house of David was not his real house, when you enter that place, you feel reality. There's a place where the son of David is going to walk in, in Jerusalem. They've created the place. He is able to come back. Jesus is able to come back to the face of the earth to come and reign for 1,000 years only because he's connected to David. There's no way he would have been able to do that. You know that Jesus Christ, our Lord, did not have a father. He didn't have a father. As a matter of fact, in the family of Joseph, there is a king that did something against God. He's been cursed. And the Bible says none of his generation should ever sit on the throne. Ever. Jeconiah. I don't have time to show you those ones. But in those days, you could be king. Whether you are related to the father, the king, or you are related to the queen. In some cultures, it's still like that. Mary also is related to David. One of them was related through Solomon. The other one was related through, was, through Adonijah. If you trace the genealogy, that's why you see the genealogy of Jesus in the book of Matthew slightly switches in the book of John. Because one traced it from Mary. One traced it from Joseph. Because uh, Matthew was trying to prove that Jesus has a right to the throne. So it was David that connected Jesus. That he can come to the face of the earth. To come and reign for 1,000 years, which the theologians call the millennial reign of Christ. Out of all the things that David did, a man that fought 66 battles and did not lose one, an inventor of instrument, a psalmist, a warlord, a father. When you study David and see his fatherhood, his son was against him. He could kill that boy, he just walked away. You see a husband. You see a lover of God. You see someone that loves worship. Out of all the things that David did, they used one word to quantify what David did. They said he served. You would have said David ruled. They asked a friend of mine, after the UN brought out their report, that 85% of Nigerians are under 35. So if you ignore the millennials in this country, you are a fool. 85% of the population of Nigeria, UN report, is under 35. So if you are doing something right now and you are ignoring the millennials, you will soon go obsolete. Because you don't understand, you are not working with data. You are just working with the present thing trending. But very soon, you will go extinct. So they asked a friend of mine, can under 35 rule this nation? 
And then my friend said, I don't think any under 35 in Nigeria will want to rule because there's a difference between ruling and leading. David served. You could have said he ruled. You could have said he reigned in his generation. But all he did, one word was used, he served his generation. What does it mean to serve? To serve means to solve problems. Think about those who are serving you today. I know we don't have slaves, but people serve you every day. When I go outside this country and I want to introduce myself, I tell them I serve as a senior pastor of Koza. Because that is the disposition God wants me to take. However, some people are taking that to the left. They say, I'm a nobody. I just serve. When they're supposed to take leadership position, when they're supposed to be bold and take decision, give instruction to the people, and lead people around, they say, no, God said I should serve. I'm timid. You're getting it all wrong because you don't understand what it means to serve. The Bible says, who among you want to lead? You should serve. You should serve. Think about those who serve you to be, to be able to understand exactly what the Bible is talking about. In this place, we have people that serve us. Our military personnel are serving us. The reason why you could sleep at home is because they are awake while they are on duty. Hallelujah. There's this officer in this place that was in charge of Niger Delta Creek at some point. I used to stay awake to pray for him all the time. Because he's in the middle of where those militants were commanding at that time. We used to have, I mean, there's another person who is here. I don't want to reveal him. Who after his service, some three, four years ago, he will come to me and want to be showing me how the military people are fighting Boko Haram on his, on his iPad. We will see them wanting to take territory sometimes. They kill the, the military sometimes. The military push them out. There was a time it was really bothered. We were all bothered. They were about to capture the airport at Meiduguri. They are serving. The word serve means to solve problems. Your driver is solving problems for you. That's why you can quickly do the minutes of your meeting while you're driving to work. Someone is solving a problem. Your guard is solving a problem for you. You get to your gate, you don't have to come down from the car to open the gate. He opens it, you go inside. After you and your husband, you know, labor throughout the day, your chef at home serves you. There are people that after working for hours, get home, they have to go to the kitchen. But someone solves the problem. Your house help is solving problem for you. She's called a help in the house. Why? You are able to stay with your husband or do many things because someone is looking after your children. So if you are going to put that in place, you will, you will realize that David was not someone who was cleaning the streets. You know, if I were to take a broom now, or maybe President Buhari were to take a broom now and start sweeping, people would say, yes, yes. That's a president by example. No, you are not smart. If he's, what I said in Yoruba is that the young person has a duty. The older man has a duty. It is privacy for your leader to do that. Any culture that doesn't honor the leader is something you must sweep under the carpet. A leader must take position. In proper military, you hide your general. You cover him. Nothing must touch him. Have you ever seen Shekarawe anyhow? <laughs> Have you seen him anyhow? No. Because once he comes down, everyone comes down. A, a culture where you replace leadership for real service, then you're in trouble. Imagine if I came to church today and I cleaned the chair. I'm doing the, I didn't spend time to pray. I didn't spend time to hear God. I didn't spend time to, to, be, to, be, to be refreshed in the anointing. You say, oh, that man is always there. Always... Before you know what's happening, things are imploding. Moses did not go for battle. 
He was on the mountain. They lifted up his hand. They noticed that when his hand came down, they were losing. They noticed that when his hand was lifted, they were winning. Somebody will say, why didn't you go for battle? The leader has an assignment. The followers have assignments. David solved a problem in his generation. Let me get to this and show you a couple of things. If this nation will be what it's supposed to be, we have to solve problems in this generation. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise the Lord. David was not a problem in his generation. His generation would have been wiped out a couple of times. Goliath was ready to wipe out Israel. David showed up as a little boy and wiped out what was supposed to wipe out his generation. Leadership is beyond titles. By David's discovery, strategy of war, grace and anointing, his wisdom, his walk with God, he saved his generation. He solved problems. There was a serious problem that even the president said, whoever solves this problem, they will exempt his family from tax and I'm going to release my daughter to that person. David said, whoa, I can solve this. Even the president said, you are too young to solve this. Some of us think we are too young. We think, yeah, what you need to do is just get on the internet and be abusing leaders. No country is solved like that. I remember reading a story about a country when Russia was still Russia. They had a problem. Things, things were going down. And some young people volunteered to sneak into America to steal their technology. Young people in our generation don't think like that. And a physicist pretended to be a housekeeper in the house of a physicist. Looking at everything they are doing. Ten years after, they had the meeting of physicists all over the world. The servant represented his country. If we are going to come out of what we are dealing with, we must have a strategy. It's not about us just being there. You see, you see some losers just talk anyhow. Recently, I had, you know, I, I'm sure I disappointed. I had, I, had, I, had, I had something serious with someone on the on the internet recently. I shared something, and he said, "No, we shouldn't talk like that." So I went to check his page. His page is rubbish. He's not intelligent. So I, I, I wrote. I said, "Sir, instead of saying I, I, we shouldn't do this." Why don't you do your own and make me feel like a fool so I can follow you? Just, I mean, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Most idle young men who can't even handle their lives, they do not even manage themselves. And out of joblessness, sit down on the internet from morning till night. Perusing people's pages. If that's how you're living your life, this country is not going to be anything. We're just going to be living in cloud cuckoo land. Every country you know, the young men rose. And I believe there are Deborahs in this place. The Bible says Deborah arose in that generation. A woman commanding military, commanding, making sure things were in place. I have discovered that not many people like this nation. Everybody's just doing pointing of fingers. And if God has asked us to raise the takeover generation, we must understand that there must be a strategy. I met with a young man. My wife and I were in Dubai many years ago. And she just decided not to take breakfast that morning. She, she's not a breakfast person. But she would always see me off to the restaurant, even though she would not eat. But this particular day, she said I should go. So I sat down. This guy just came to me and sat in front of me on his own and began to discuss with me. Of course, by the time we talked for like an hour and he discovered I was a pastor, he wrapped up the conversation and ran away. That's why maybe I should start a business on the side so that, you know, when I meet intelligent people like that, I may not reveal to them that I'm a pastor. Anyway, let me tell you what he told me. 
He said when I was in Germany many years ago, they brought Microsoft was trying to penetrate Germany. Is one of the families of you know I don't want to mention the family, very rich family in Germany. Technology. The, the, some of you drive their cars. It's like the grandson. So he's extremely successful. So he said when they were in school, Microsoft brought computers to Germany. And all of them were laughing. What is this? But you know what he did? Bill Gates gave the students, the young people, he gave them for free. He had a 10-year plan. Christians don't have plans. Christians can come to a mission work and say, how many souls were saved today? Three. It's not worth it. No, you must have a plan. Sometimes you, 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 stay, you stay doing something that is not even fruitful, but you sow a seed. You must have a long-term plan. Don't be a person all the time. If something doesn't work now, you must cancel. You must understand that there must be a strategy. Some of you may not, you may decide not to work and travel with the money you're supposed to use to buy a car to upgrade your mind. Because there's a plan. Our coming to Abuja was a plan. I wasn't in Lori, I was doing well. But there were things I did not focus on because we have this plan in mind. I realized that most things you call miracle was actually planned by God. And it takes time. See the marriage that will happen in heaven. See since the time God has been planning it. You are God's plan. Your great grandfather was serving Babalawu and Mamalawu and God was keeping them because of you. God had a plan. See, someone that has a plan is patient. So he gave them microscope, he gave them the computer for free. Those people, because it was for free, they were using it. Using it to do their projects, using it to do their assignments, and they were used to the system. In 10 years, 12 years, all of them were in government. They were the ones that said, no, 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 we can't use this anymore. They turned everything around. Do we have a plan? If we are a takeover generation, do we have a plan? Somebody came to the basement downstairs and said, Pastor Beardo, why did you have to do this? We have a plan. We have a plan. Before God breathed into man, he made the body. There must be a structure before there is a flow. Before God sent the rain, Noah built the ark. As a matter of fact, let me show you scripture. Um, Hebrews 11. God was not the one that condemned the world. It was Noah that condemned the world. Because Noah had a plan. Go down to verse 11 or 12 where you see Noah by faith. No, Noah by faith. Go down, go down, go down. You see it. Noah, you see a Noah by faith. Take 14 or so. Can somebody let me look at it? Genesis 11. When it starts to talk about Noah. Verse 7. Thank you. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of the things not yet seen. Tap your neighbor say, not yet seen. What does it mean? It never rained before, before the time of Noah. The Bible says there was a mist from the ground that blew to water the garden. The Bible says he moved with godly fear. You must make moves before you see God. You must prepare you must plan ahead. We don't see to plan. We plan to see. That's the way it works. And the people of the other religion are very strategic. You see now they've gone to pitch in London. The biggest mosque on earth is in London. They look like it's nothing. Tunisia, Turkey, uh, what's the name of this country that I'm going to preach? Cyprus. All of them were in the Bible. Those were the days of those were where Paul had big churches. They sneaked in like nothing, nothing was happening. And they took over those places. But Christians are so naive. They don't understand. They're not kingdom minded. They think Nigeria is just Nigeria. Every battle you see on this earth is on territory. It's only Christians that are not territorial. They're not territorial. The Bible says, look at this. Noah. Being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Tap your neighbor, say prepared. prepared. By which he condemned the world. He was the one. 
When he prepared it, God could not change his mind. There is a way you get ready. God had to move. God will have to move. But Christians don't have a plan. What, I, what is our plan that in Jesus tarries, that in 2020 something, we will have a Christian governor who will be tongue speaking? What is our plan? Who are we preparing? Who is behaving right now? Who is doing what now? Who is, who is positioning right now? Who? Who is the person? Who is mindful of that right now? Every step you take, the way you dress, the way you talk, the books you read, the meetings you attend, who is preparing? David solved problems. For his, I don't know about you. I want to solve problems for my generation. <laughs> Not everybody. I said, I don't know about you. I want to solve problems for my generation. Let's run. Hallelujah. Leadership is beyond title. I know you've heard that, but we don't think about it. Even in churches, people fight for title. <laughs> I've been part of a church before. That a family friend left the church. I said, why is that? I said, ah, they didn't ordain me this year. Last, last year, they were doing ordination. Two years ago, they did it. This year again, they bypassed me. No, 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 no. They are not fair. Have you seen people who fight and say, I'm not recognized? In a church. Because they thought leadership is about position or title. Many people have told me, Pastor Biodio, you are a bishop. You are an apostle. You need to do ordination. I read my Bible. God says he will give Abraham a name, not a title. He said, I will make your name great. Not that I will give you a title. Your name can be great without position. Am I talking? You are looking at me like I'm not talking. In First Chronicles 11, verse 2, I wanted to read something. I'm not going to read it. I want you to read it yourself. First Chronicles 11 and verse 2. Ready? Read. Uh-huh. Who was king? Who was king? Who are they writing about? David. When Saul was what? You are what? Amazing, amazing. While Saul was king, while someone else was on the throne, David led Israel. Because leadership is not title, is not position, is not siring. Leadership is solving problems. You may not even be popular, but you are solving a problem. That is why if every father here were to be a leader, you raise your child well, and we release him to the school. It will influence two or three, four, five people, and then we influence the society. Most things we are blaming the government for, it is a passing of the buck. Because it is not about title. It is not about title. It is not about title. Have you been to the tapes ministry to buy tapes? A Christian, Holy Ghost field that just even attended the service, cannot even queue. But he will go on the internet to abuse the president. Even to turn and pass the right way, you speak and pass the, the, the one way. After praying in church. Self-leadership is the best leadership. Therefore, it is not about title. It's about influence. It's about solving problems for people. Right now, where you are, what problem are you solving? Some of us are creating problems for our generation instead of solving problems for our generation. I was watching Mama when she was talking. Mama that fought at the Civil War. And she said, young people, she was talking to us that we should think differently. What is a generation? Because I need to, to, to be sure that we know what generation is about. Generation is all the people born and living at about the same time regarded collectively. So I have a generation now that my daddy that I'm looking at, a senior citizen there, is not that generation. Sometimes 
Most people believe that generation is a period of 10 years. So if I am 45 and you are 50, and that other person is 41, we are the same generation. And sometimes, some people believe that generation is 30 years. Because of information, right now, uh, I can belong to a generation of someone that is 30 years younger than me because I can read up what he thinks. I can understand the way he understands. So generation is the way people think, is the uh, people born at the same period of time having the same challenges. What people don't understand is that the generation they belong to is different from the generation their children belong to. You thought you were tempted when you were growing up? Did you have internet? The phone in your house, they even locked it. Few people talk to you. See, you lock your house, lock your gate. Eh? You have a teenage girl, a boy will enter the house without knocking. You will be shocked. I don't have that experience yet, but I, I, I listened to a preacher who was talking about it. He was heartbroken. One boy sacked jeans like they just, just, just came. Didn't they? The man said, What in my house? And was wondering how the daughter would ever even think of relating with that kind of person. The challenges they go through is different from what you've been through all your life. In fact, some of you don't know that your children pretend in front of you. Because they know what you want to see. You have no idea what goes on in their mind. They know some things you don't believe they know. That's why when their teachers call you and tell you they did this, you are, you are arguing. Instead of you to listen, you are arguing. Say, no, how can my child, how can my child, because you didn't go through what they are going through. So it takes me to the next point. A lot of people want to solve a problem for a generation they don't understand. If you notice that text, bring it up, Genesis, um, Acts 11.36. The Bible says David served his own generation. His own generation. He didn't serve another generation. His own generation. Is it not amazing how people are in 2017, they want to make impact in 2017, but they don't understand the needs of 2017. They don't know the way people think in 2017. Yesterday night we arrived at about 12. And we sat beside a particular individual. This person handles media for a top government official as SSA. Senior Special Advisor Media. So after chatting and everything... I said, so, um, I don't really have a phone number, but I do social media. So, what's your social media? And he said, ah, what do you mean? I said, uh, Instagram. He said, Instagram is for kids now. I said, yeah. Did you know that a research was carried out recently, and they were talking about the most populous nations of the world? Number one, China. Number two, India. Number three, Facebook. Number four, Instagram. Number five, Twitter. Now it has changed. I think Instagram overtook Facebook, or maybe it's Twitter. It has changed right now. Those things are nations. When we got to Abidjan, number one, I thought it was a village. I didn't know it was like that. When we got there, and people knew me, people knew the things I say, the new gratitude song, I was blown. Because nations have transcended the four walls of a country. The word nation is from the Greek word ethnos, from which you have the word ethnic group. It's a people group. You have to know the way it works in the 21st century to be able to solve problems. Do you know there are people that look at a church like this and they say, Mmm, that church, uh, I grant it. They don't have tracts. <laughs> they don't have tracts. I'm a pastor, I've never finished reading a tract. I am never, not to talk about an unbeliever. It doesn't work in the 21st century. We are in the season of light and sound. Light and sound. One pastor said to me, how do you do it? Your church members, when I meet them, they are like, pastor said, pastor said, pastor said. I said, I don't know. When I got home, I thought about it. I thought about it. Whoa. How many churches do you go to? The pastor said, turn here. Everybody's looking at the scripture. It's clear. I don't have to be fighting you. You didn't come to church with the Bible. <laughs> the, guy, the guy goes like, why are you harassing my life? 
But if you make it look like this, because it's 21st century. It's 21st century. You have to understand how it is done. Some people look at someone like me and say, are these real pastors? Real pastors wake up 5 o'clock in the morning. Carry megaphone. Harakuni, harabini. Tewe tagba, guluwaga, eleshe, tadariji. That is what you are used to. But in 21st century, where I live, if you did that, they're likely to arrest you. But there are ways to enter people's homes without knocking. Because this is 21st century. This is 21st century. This is 21st century. You you cannot solve a problem for your generation that you don't understand. Some people look like they are are living in 1986. That is the reason why we don't have so much exploits anymore. I believe that in the name of Jesus, you will solve problems. How many know that when you don't solve problems, you'll be poor? When you don't solve problems, your influence will be low. You have to solve problems. You have to. You have to. That is what will give you relevance. Now, we're going to talk about that in details later. But if you look at uh, Acts 11.36, the Bible says he served his own generation. Some people want to be relevant in their generation and then they go left. He did it by the will of God. You can solve problems in your generation yet in the will of God. Who told you you cannot be successful and be righteous? Who says that? Let me tell you something. You don't need to join any cult to be particularly, listen, I'm not a politician, but the way this government is set out right now, the way they are trying to do it, if you have real solution, you'll make money. You just need to have real solution. Let me give you an example. You have a network with which Number one, you can encrypt CDs that no one can dub it. And you have a network that if I brought out a movie today and I gave it to your marketing company, I can sell two million. And you get 30% or 40%. Cool, calm, collected. You don't even need anybody. They need you. Same with music. There are problems all over that you need to crack. If you don't meet needs, people will not need you. Jesus did not curse the fig tree, even though we say he cursed the fig tree. He only told the fig tree, nobody will need you anymore. He said, no, mommy, you partake out of you. I believe it was the fig tree that committed suicide. (laughs) Because when you are not needed, you are in trouble. One day, Pastor Kalajai had so many people in his office waiting for him. So many people. He was overwhelmed. So he saw in his camera that there was an old redeemed pastor outside. So he came outside and said, Baba, please come in. And he said to the Baba, Oh, Baba, man, so many people. The man said, Hmm, son, I've been around for a while. For people to be plenty around you and you don't have time is better than for you to be in this office and be alone. And the reason why they're thronging is because you have something to offer. If you don't meet needs, people will not need you. But after this service, you will meet needs. In the name of Jesus. But you don't need to join cult. You don't need to sleep with any man. You don't need to march over people's head to rise up. I have never seen any market where they sell building materials. And they say, this building materials, we got it from where we pulled down someone's house. Uh, these pieces of blocks. And you don't need to buy cement because you know it was already cemented. So we broke down that person's house and we are selling the parts so that you take it and build your house. You don't need to match on people's... You don't need to be abusing people to be relevant. Those who do that don't have nothing to offer. 
You know, the other day I walked up to someone's, uh, how shall I say this, that it's not going to look offensive. I went, I walked up to someone's facility who speaks a lot of English, abusing the government. He couldn't maintain a building. You're abusing someone, maintaining a, an entire country. Not, and I, and I said, no, no, maybe he doesn't come here. They say he's, he's, he's in his office. <laughs> I could not stay there. You can't maintain a building. Oh, come on. Talk is cheap. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Talk is cheap. You don't need to match on someone's head. To be good in someone's face. To rise up. Just solve problems. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. What will happen? And you see, you don't solve problems you want. You solve problems that are apparent. You know sometimes people don't even know they have a problem. I said sometimes people don't even know they have a problem. Amen? Before Apple came, we didn't know that all of that will change our lives. Did you know that there were people that died? They said, nah, just take this message to village. And the person went all night bus. They shot them, pam. A text message. We'll just do now. Just a text. Solves it. Somebody solved that problem. That's why you see people, they may be hungry, they still buy 200 naira credits. Because they know he's solving problems. Tap your neighbor and say, what problem are you solving? Say, so you have to serve your generation. The Bible says, after he lived for so many years, he slept and went with his fathers. Don't live life like you will always be like this. I believe in Psalm 92, verse 14, that says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. Verse 14 says, at their old age, they shall still be bearing fruit. They shall be fresh and flourishing. I believe in that. But those of you that are over 60, you know that the way you used to behave at 35 is not the way you behave right now. So, you're not going to always be this strong. You'll not be always as active as this. Don't waste your prime time. Don't sit down at home and looking for a girl to pay your bills. Don't do that. This nation cannot be what it's supposed to be if all of us were like that. Don't be looking for a girl that is a rich kid. If you respect yourself, you'll not want to spend your father's, father-in-law's money. Even when they gave it to you. You are ready to work with it and quickly pay back. Don't have a taker's mentality. You are not a victim, you are a victor. See, your generation depends on you. There is something upon your life that is unique. It's possible people have talked down on you, people have looked down on you, but there is something about you that is unique. The retina of your eyes, no one has it. That's why when you want to enter some countries, they tell you to remove your glasses. And they snap your eyes. They are trying to get to your retina. Nobody has it. You are not just unique. You are uniquely unique. There's something about you that is different. And until you start tapping within, you will not know how valuable you are. Most of us, have re- we related to ourselves based on the way people have treated us. And based on the way people have talked to us. But you know something? They are talking to us like that and relating to us like that because we've not tapped within. There's something about you. If you may, and allow me to say my mind, there's none like you. There is a light beyond now. You will not always be like this. As much as David enjoyed the favor of the Lord, one day he slept. Listen to me. By the time you've gone from this country, would you have left a graffiti on the sands of time? What would you like to be remembered for? There is no, there's no, no matter how good you are, some people will not like you, but I tell you the truth, who would have been affected? Who would have been touched? 
And I want to encourage you because everybody is not just like that. I want to encourage you if you're doing well. Sometimes at the beginning, because of your values, because of your principles, you don't have money. You're not popular. Don't worry. I read my Bible and the Bible says God is a rewarder. God will reward you. If this nation will be what it is supposed to be, we have to have at least 85% of people that want to solve problems in their generation. Have you noticed that Chinese people are all over the world right now? They had a problem. The problem was overpopulation. At some point, they said, don't give birth. There was nothing they've not done until somebody realized the world needs what we have. So when you see Chinese people anywhere, they're going to do well because their government gave them export credit. So the reason why you will not go is when you don't have any idea. You can go and build an entire nation. I was stuck at Addis Ababa with my wife some, some, some months ago. Chinese people are all over the place. Just give us a space. We'll build anything you want. We collect the money for 30 years and walk away. Somebody solve that problem. Somebody solve that problem. You must have a solution in your generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So a few things I want to say to you. Don't walk out of this place and behave like Jackie Chan. Ah! I'm going to resign. Nobody has told you to resign because even where you work, you're solving a problem. You're solving a problem. In Psalm 78 verse, verse 1. Psalm 78 verse 1. Uh, verse 71, beg your pardon. Verse 71. Look at David. From following the hills that had young, he brought him to shepherd Jacob's people and in Israel his inheritance. I'm giving you a kind of concise message for what we're going to spread throughout the month. Do you know there are lots of people called to do what I'm doing right now. They come to a church like this. They say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to do anything here. I know what God has told me to do. In God's principle, you don't get your field by looking for your field. In God's principle, you get your field by serving another field. That's how you get it. That's why the Bible says, if you don't if you are not faithful in another man's, Jesus asked the question, say, who will give you your own? It's not possible. That's why you see them, they're so gifted, they are everything, and they end up not being successful. And you're wondering, why is this person successful? There is nothing you see in this church that I've not done in other people's church. Usher, protocol, piano. Drama. In fact, when some pastors want to humble me, they tell my church member, oh, he was a drama in our church. There's nothing I've not done. That's why the mark in this church is I have help. You don't receive yours by running after yours. Let me say something to you that will bless you. Money is a current. It's too fast. You run, you can never catch it. You can never catch it. You only have money when you can make it. Since you make it, you can keep it. But you're running after it, you will never catch it. It's faster than you. But you see, you can't have yours until you walk in someone else. David was faithful with his father's flock. You know when he goes to the valley of Elah? Are you, are you bored? I just gave you two more points and I, I close very fast. When he was at the valley of Elah to fight Goliath, he only went to give his brothers food. The brothers knew that, you know, he, he wanted to be in the military. So they said, David, why are you here? Drop the food you need to drop and move. The Bible says David turned from him and turned to another. Those who don't believe in you, turn from them and turn to another person. You're not listening to me. If they don't like you in Kubu, I'll go to Jikoi. 
You know, someone gave me a land in Jikui last Sunday. So, I've moved from Jikui to Piakasa. If they don't like you in Piakasa, go to Asokoro. Tap your neighbor and say, someone is looking for me. Say, someone, someone loves the grace I carry. And let me tell you something. Never evaluate yourself by the rejection of men. Those who rejected you, rejected their blessing. Those who rejected you, rejected their next level. Never let anyone harass you by rejecting you. Some are satanists. Some are agents of the devil. They just want to talk you down and make you feel inferior. Listen to me. This has been your problem from primary school. A little child tells you, I won't play with you. Say, please play with me. Look at your neighbor after this service. Tell them after this service. If someone says, I won't play with you. Tell them, I won't play with you too. One of the things the Bible commands us to do is to be bold. You must be bold. You must know who you are. You must know that no matter what you don't have in the physical, God has blessed every individual. Listen to me. David was faithful with little. I thought the ship he was managing was big until the brother asked the question, who did you leave the few flock with? Few. So it was few flock that lion wanted to arrest and you risked your life for it. So it was few flock that the bear wanted to take and you risked your life for it. So God looked at that and said, whoa, this boy is faithful with little. I will make him to pastor a whole nation. Don't try to start big. Where you are, I don't care if it's an analogy you're working for. If he doesn't believe in your faith, be faithful. Let your faithfulness preach to him. Let your faithfulness make him know that Christians are good. My PA, one of my PAs right now, was working for the top government official. They are fanatics. If I mention the, the name of the state, you will shout. They know he's a tongue speaking Christian. They release him to go to church on Sunday. They put money in his account. They trust him with money because they know that this one is different. What they can trust their own people with, they will give it to him because they know he's a Christian. When he said he was leaving, they, they were so sad because they were thinking, where are we going to find someone like this? That guy solved the problem for them and left an impression in that place. In Psalm 78, verse 72, Second point, and I'll give you the third point and close. The Bible says, So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. Christians can have integrity, but some Christians are not skillful. The combination is important. He guided them by the integrity of his heart. It's not enough to say, Oh, I'm not corrupt. But you must have solution. It's not enough to say I'm not corrupt. You don't win in the game of football by defending. You don't win. Oh, there. I'm just defending. You have to cross and score. You have to be skillful to score goals. Not just defending. Am I talking? Tap your neighbor and say, I'm going to be skillful. See, to be skillful means to sharpen your gift. So some of you might just want to take your master's degree. You might just want to travel. Just see what's going on all over the world. Just see what's going on. Don't be hidden under the light here. See what's going on. Expand your mind. You must have integrity. And you must be skillful. And finally, in Acts chapter number 2 verse 29. Acts chapter number 2 and verse 29. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. The Bible says, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David that is both dead and buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Look at the KJV version. KJV version. He said, men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, his sepulchre is with us until this day. Do you know that this man, David, still speaks till this day?
the things he did still speaks. By the time you have come and gone, if your christening ceremony was better than your burial ceremony, you wasted your life. I prophesy to you, you will live long, but the world will know you came. You will not be a problem in your generation. You will not be those that people will hear their names and run away. You will be a solution. In the name of Jesus. God will use you in your generation. God will use you for this country. You will walk in integrity. And God will teach your fingers to war. You will be skillful. What will announce you? Let those things arise from your within. What will be popular in five years time? May the Lord position you right now. You will do well. God depends on you. And you will do well. Let's celebrate Jesus. I wanted you to put your hand on your chest and say after me, Father, in the name of Jesus. I heard your word and I believed your word. I believe Jesus came in the flesh. I believe he died on the cross. I believe that on the third day he was raised from the dead. Therefore, everything Jesus did by his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, I receive today into my human spirit. I receive the gift of eternal life. I am a new creation. I am born again. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Somebody clap about it and shout about it. Shake hands with like five people. Say, I'm going to serve my generation. Say, this is my mentality. This is my mindset. I will serve my generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.